This, uh, this guy has called God on his life and he's responding to that call and uh, we want to hear what God has to say through Anthony Rogers today. So we want him to come. Amen. Amen. Would you just stretch your hands out towards him and let's pray right now. God, we pray that you would move and speak through Anthony today in a special way. We pray, God, that you would God, give us your word, Lord. Let us hear your word. And God, I pray that you would allow his lips, Lord Jesus, to be the method, God, that uh, the words come from your, your word, God, from your uh, heart to us today through his voice, God. And we pray, Lord, that you would speak through him. And God, we will give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say, God bless Brother Rogers. God bless Brother Rogers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Of course, it always is a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. He is here. That's right. You know, I want to thank the pastor for his confidence in me and allowing me to do this. You know, I told him recently, I said, you know, it's no hurry. Uh, and it wasn't a few weeks later he put me up here. So God had a different plan. It is an honor and a privilege to speak to you, the precious people of God. I do not take it lightly. You know, uh, during the preparation of this message, it was uh, very exciting. It was like uh, preparing a meal. And... Uh, God gave the ingredients and I just kind of placed them here and cooked it here and you know and it's up to you to digest it. So if you will turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 and then we're going to jump to verse 11. If you got it, say you got it. And if you don't, just try to look real spiritual. <laughs> to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather to stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. Verse 11 says, He hath made everything beautiful in His time. Yes. Also, He hath set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Now, I won't keep you standing much longer. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, if you will. It says, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. We all go through seasons. They're out of our control. God's in control. So with that, I was my lesson's titled Silent But Not Forsaken. 
Lord, I pray, God, that you'll anoint me. Lord, I, I pray that you'll anoint my lips to speak the words that I felt that you had given me for your people. God, I pray that you'll anoint their ears to hear, Lord, and receive that which you have given me to speak. Lord, I pray, God, that you're that anyone that's burdened right now, Lord, that may be helped, Lord, and come in contact with you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Church says, you may be seated. We all go through seasons where God seems to be silent or inactive in our lives. The question is, what is the reason for the season? And what do we do in these times or seasons of silence? Amen. It's very easy to get frustrated in a season of loneliness, despair, or pain. Know this, that surely as God is God in the mountains, He is still God in the valleys. Surely as God is God in the spring, He is God in the winter. Elijah knew this all too well. Many of us know the story of Elijah. If you don't, uh, you can read it in uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. But we're going to dive into that here in just a moment. But Elijah was a prophet of God who with God did many miracles and yet still experienced times where God seemed to be nowhere around. Amen. What did he do in these times? Well, First Kings, if you turn with me to chapter 17, verses 17 through 24. I know it's a lot of reading. I'll try to get through it quick. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance, and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom, and carried him up into a loft, where he abode, and laid him up upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord, and said, O Lord my God, Hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with, this, with whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stressed himself upon the child three times and carried, cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came into him again and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house, and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and the word of the Lord is in, the mouth, is in thy mouth is truth. Now the very next verse, now we just seen that Elijah just done a great miracle with the power of God. He just raised somebody from the dead. And no breath left in him, and now he does. You read in the very next chapter, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was sore famine in Samaria. Now, <clears throat> To paraphrase 
there was a drought. There's a, about a three and a half year drought uh, that they were going through at that time. And you could see that even after Elijah did a great miracle such as this, he still went many days, the Bible says, many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. So, we can see that even after being greatly used with God and being in contact with Him in a supernatural way, there will be times where God goes quiet. This does not always mean that we have backslid or failed God. It's simply a necessary time when God is preparing us for another harvest in our lives. Right, right, right. We must understand that to have a testimony, we must endure the test. Right. This unfortunately can be a time when many fall or get discouraged. Right. As from the beginning of time, God lets us make the decision to continue in His plan or listen to the serpent and fall. Yeah. Know this, that surely a time when the devil will try to distract you any way he can to make you bitter towards God and feel abandoned. Right, right. But he who is rich in mercy said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Many forget this promise from God and through their loneliness and despair in their spiritual winter, if you please. Because it's hard some they they leave the church or avoid those who are in a spring because it's hard sometimes to watch someone flourishing in their spring when you are seemingly numb to the move of God. Right. You know, you sometimes it's it's rough to even get to church. Yeah. And uh, you go sit next to somebody like Sister Gisla, you know, he's worshiping it down and it's it's Sometimes it's hard to be like, man, I wish you'd just sit down. I don't even really feel like it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that she isn't experiencing right. trouble. Right. Right. She just knows how to deal with the trouble. So hold fast. Stay with the body of Christ. For it will be the heat source that will keep you alive in the winter. People that leave the church during this time and don't come back and develop spiritual frostbite until they get near a Christian that is on fire for God, then the heat will sometimes start to help them develop a feeling in their spirit towards God once again. Right. We must understand, though it may seem cruel to us in the moment, God is trying to develop in us a strength that cannot be developed right. in the spring. Right. If you'll turn with me to Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 through 9. The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Right. God knows what He's doing. Right. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to, to trust Him, even though He's the Creator of the universe. He's never failed us. He's never let us down. Amen. 
I thank God for that. Yes. You know, we can sometimes show this distrust in dealing with our finances. You know, it's it's funny because God, he's, He knows it all. He knows what we're going through. He knows our situation. And, and we sometimes He'll want to push us to the point to where we have to trust Him. Right. It's either right. we trust Him or we keep what we got. Right. And a lot of times we keep what we got. And then we miss out on the blessings from God. This is why we must not get bitter when it seems God is nowhere to be found in the midst of a trial. Right. If we can just keep an attitude of worship like Job did, even after losing all he lost, he still said, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed, uh, Brother Cooper said last Sunday, he talked about Job a little bit. Now this guy, he lost his wife or his children. He lost his cattle. He lost everything he owned. But he still kept a good spirit and worshipped in that time. We can even think of Joseph, the dreamer, who wore the coat of many colors. You know, he was he had a dream from God that he would be greatly used one day. Right, right. And yet he was sold into slavery by his brothers. And he still kept a good spirit. Everything that he did, he did as unto the Lord. Yes. And then in the midst of that, even doing that as unto the Lord, uh, Miss Jezebel, or I'm sorry, Miss uh, Potiphar, excuse me, this is Mrs. Potiphar comes to him and wants to lay with him. He said, I can't commit this sin against God. And then he was thrown into prison for keeping the commandment of God. The Lord's plan was later fulfilled though in Joseph's life and he became the prime minister of Egypt. Now we can look at the ultimate perfect example for us to follow, our Lord Jesus Christ. Even our Lord Jesus Christ in His humanity felt everything we feel. Loneliness, despair, joy. He who was perfect, He was in the perfect will of God, still went through seasons of joy and seasons of pain and forsakenness by God. We can read in Matthew 27:46 while he was enduring great pain and suffering he cried out on the cross, "My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me?" You see even though Jesus was God manifest in the flesh, he had also he was also fully human and felt that very strong emotion of being forsaken. Yes. Right. right. Now, He could have called 10,000 angels and removed Himself from the cross and escaped the pain right then and there. But Jesus knew that there was a greater purpose than the pain. He knew that He and only He must make this sacrifice for all of us so that we could be forgiven and receive mercy. He knew that in just a season, three short days, that there would be a spring. A resurrection. He would have a glorified body and the will of God would be fulfilled. Praise God. 
You see, through this through the tests and the trials will develop in you your greatest testimony that will bring glory to God. Right. And like the many great men of God in this book that withstood the test, your testimony will help many in theirs. Right. You know, thinking back on Job, if if God was to put us through what Job had to endure, would people want to be like us? Or would they not want to be like us and how we handled that? You know, we must keep on worshiping. Right. We must keep praising. Even if your goosebump machine is down and you're tired, worship Him with all that is within you. Bible says, Though He slay me, yet will I trust Him. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Your spring is coming. God is still with you right now in this place. And everywhere you go, He loves you. He is on message. Let's worship our Lord and press His Savior. Let's give Him a hand clap of praise. You'll turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verses 11 through 12. It says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. That's hard. It's a lot easier said than done to worship God in the midst of trouble. You know, I, I like to think about Bartimaeus. You know, the beggar, he was, he was sitting there on the street corner one day and he heard a multitude come by. And he asked, what, what's going on? They said, oh, Jesus is passing by. And it says, the Bible says that he hollered, he yelled, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many wanted him to be quiet. But he needed a miracle and nothing was going to stop him. Right, right. The Bible says that Jesus stood still. Then Jesus commanded that he be called. And he then rose up and cast off his garment and went to Jesus. Sometimes in our season of trouble and doubt, we just need to get desperate and call the name of Jesus Amen. and lift Him up because God is attracted to need. Yes. Amen. If you look at Psalms 147 verses 1 through 3, it says, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcast of Israel. 
He healeth the broken heart and bindeth up their wounds. We will go through times where we have wounds and broken hearts. But God will heal the wounds. He will bind up. Yes. So praise the Lord. The Bible says, Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. There will be times when we will have to seek God. Our lives, when His... When His presence will not feel as near as we would like. Right. Praise Him anyway. Right. Just like Jesus passed by Bartimaeus at first, it may seem like God has passed you by in your trouble. But friend, God is sovereign. Yes. And He is in charge. Yes. Right. Nothing can touch you unless God allows it. And if you'll just remain faithful... And cry out to Him. He will hear you. And you may have to walk a distance in your season of trouble, but then He will heal you. And you will reap the fruit that will bring Him glory. And your test will become your testimony. This will help lift up those who are in a season of trouble themselves. So I want to encourage you, let's worship Him today. You may be hurting and feel like that you can't go on any longer. Cry out the name of Jesus. There's no name greater. That's right. That's right. That's right. Don't let anyone or anything hold you back because your miracle and your spring may be just around the corner. Count it all joy that God is trusting you with trouble. Because like a blacksmith takes a plain piece of iron to shape it into a sword, he must first put it in the fire to soften it or make it more pliable, if you will. Yes. And then he beats it. And he beats it some more. And once it starts to take the desired shape, he then cools it. And it then becomes a sharp, beautiful piece that shows the workmanship of the blacksmith. Yes. If the musicians want to come, I'm about to close. We must pray that the Lord may shape us so that we may shine of His glory. Amen. I want to open up these altars. If you are going through a season of trouble, you can come. You can worship Him and praise Him in that time. And you will be blessed. I can't promise you that your season of trouble will end right then and there. But it's coming. Right, right. If you'll just hold fast and hold on to God. Thank you, Jesus. There are those here that will come and pray with you and help generate the heat you need to make it through to the winter. Right. So if you'll come, pour out your heart to God. Give it all to Him. Say, God, I can't do this on my own. I've got to have You. 
I've got to have you help me through this. Yes, yes. I need you, Jesus. Yes. You know, Bartimaeus, he didn't care what anybody thought. He right. yelled, Jesus, right. thou son of David, have mercy on me. Yeah. And they said, shut up. You need to keep it down. You're disturbing everybody. He didn't care. He, right. he knew he had to get his blessing. So if you'll all stand with me. God, I pray that you'll touch each and every heart in this place right now, Lord. Lord, that you'll, you'll draw those who are hurting here to this altar, Lord. That they may pour themselves out to you, Lord. And just allow you, God, to help them through this time. And those, they may not even feel your presence right off. We know, God, that you feel all time and space. And your presence is here right now. So this altar is open.